unemployment rates are at an all-time high in the last year here in the United States, and that does not exclude the world of professional wrestling this week as we discuss with you infamous firings in professional wrestling history. Coming off the heels of the most recent round of cuts in WWE, I thought it'd be fun to go back and discuss some of the more infamous firings. It's going to be a two-parter, so we've got part one this week, part two next week. Joining me for both those parts, my good man, my best friend, my, my best co-host, one of my favorite guys I like to talk wrestling with, uh, Dennis J. Levy. How you doing, bud? Doing good, Dave. Always a pleasure. And, uh, that, um, I always feel greasy about this subject, about firing or athletes, stuff like that. Because I like, uh, I like, there's some certain satisfaction about it sometimes. And mm-hmm. I always feel like, especially when I hear, like, uh, like a player that stunk, right? Like on the Vikings or a match or something, right? Yeah. Like finding that asshole off the team, right? And then you realize you realize it's a family and all those stuff. So I feel kind of greasy. But anyway, that, that uh, <laughs> like I said, and then of course that goes to wrestlers as well. So that, that's I always feel like like it's like an intriguing subject where it's kind of like like you know this person kind of sucks, but then like. Yeah, now you got no way to feed their family. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. But uh, there's some instances where some of these firings are well deserved, and there's some instances where you know these guys probably deserve to keep their job. Um, Some some firings may have surprised us. Some may have not. We're gonna discuss that and 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 go go the distance, if you will, in this two part uh, special this week and next week here uh, called "You're Fired." But I don't think Vince does it like that, though. I don't think he, you know, he'll, he'll. I don't think he's the one that's doing the firing. No, either. yeah, like, no. he's got people to do it for him. Yeah, yeah it's got to be um, it's, laryngitis. And stuff. Yeah, main laryngitis. Like, oh, I hate to uh, break the news to you, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the old man's got to let you go. Uh, but you know, we're gonna have uh, human resources uh, contact you with uh, with a with a with a severance package, and uh, you know, we'll, 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 you just hang on the line. And uh, best of luck in your future endeavors, pal. People power. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably that's probably how it goes with uh, with Laurenitis. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. Okay, I, I I went through a list of of different firings here, and uh, you know, we're going to. I'm just gonna give you an incident, and you're gonna give me your thoughts sure. on it. And just kind of go from there. Free, free-flowing discussion. We don't have too much of a, um, of a, uh, you know, a, a format here. You know, uh, there are a few questions though that I will will ask you regarding, uh, you know, firings. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll this. So the, the the most obvious one that I think is well deserved. Okay, we're gonna kick things off right off the rip, hot off the press. 1993. When WCW fired Sid Vicious after an incident with Art involving himself and Art Anderson in a hotel room in Germany, why don't you uh, why, why don't you elaborate further on 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 Sid so, Vicious's firing? I just know the story via shoot interview. Yeah, we'll like go that. for it. Yeah, that that uh, that uh, so so I, I forget why they were so mad at each other. They were at a bar drinking, of course. Of course, every good good, good fight involves alcohol. alcohol. Yep. And uh, what I don't I don't understand like what, what exactly happened in the bar, but they were drinking they're they're drinking big time and Art Anderson pissed pissed off Sid Vicious for, for some reason that that, that maybe we're talking about dick size I don't know that that, that uh and um and they and then eventually just go back to the rooms later that day 
the later at night that Sid Vicious comes back and and um, I don't know if he had a weapon. He did. Uh, um, he had a uh, he broke a chair apparently, and he had a broken chair handle, and he and he was gonna go in Arne Anderson's room, and he was gonna beat him to death, and that's what in his head that's what he was gonna do. But they was knocking on the door. He was gonna knock down. The, the, the stupidly, Arne Anderson opened the door, and that's when Sid Vicious goes in his room, and uh, and that uh, he was pushing him, and they're fighting, whatever. Arne Anderson sees some scissors, and he was about to stab Sid. He did stab Sid. Sid, Sid he stabbed Sid with it, and then I believe Sid took control and started stabbing the shit out of Arne Anderson. Okay. That 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 and and um and uh, Colonel Bob Barker. So uh, the the what the one that's Bob Barker. Right? That's Price is Right. No, no, um, <laughs> Robert Parker. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> saw the whole thing and, and uh, they didn't see the whole thing. He saw the aftermath and I heard there were a lot of guys involved though that like broke it up. That uh, um, I heard like Vader had to put his thumb into Sid to stop stop his. Yeah, I've heard that it's story. That, um, um, yeah, that that uh, uh, Barker or uh, Parker. That, that when he first saw Arn, Arn because he, he was he was Sid's he man he was, he was Sid's manager at the time. He was convinced that Arn was dead. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. Do you know how the fight actually started? I believe, kind of like what you had mentioned, they were in the bar, and I think, I think, it started over like. I think Sid was kind of running his mouth a little bit about. Oh right, talked about about, 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 about Flair. Flair. Yeah, That's he, right. he, he had some issues with Flair. And they were kind of talking about Flair, and I think Arn got involved. I think he said something about Arn too, because of the the their history together as the Horsemen, et cetera, et cetera. And they kind of had some words, and uh, maybe maybe a, a little bit of a physical altercation in the bar, but you know, broken up pretty quickly, and they all end up you know you know parting ways. And to the best of my recollection, um, Sid was the one that went on Arn's knocked on Arn's door. And wanted to continue this at the hotel. Um, I don't remember, you know, who had what, who had the scissors first, but um, I also know that um, someone they both they both suffered puncture wounds from the scissors. They both were stabbed. Like like um, Sid came in the room with a broken uh, chair. Chair, yeah, like piece of the chair, yeah. yeah. Um, And so they, you know, they had they. They they brawled all over. I think I I think it was original. I don't know if there, someone was in the room with Arn Anderson when it happened, but eventually guys would, you know, hear this. Some guys would hear it down the hall, etc. You know, they go outside the hall. They see what's going on. They see the doors open. So, um, to the best of my recollection, um, both guys were you know broken up pretty quickly. They had to call for an ambulance, and I believe the police in Germany were trying to get Sid. They were trying to get both Sid and Arn to press charges on each other, and neither one of them wanted to do that. Uh, however, um, when they got back to the states, Sid was let go immediately. Arn was in more rough shape than Sid was from the stabbing, and I want to say the story I've heard was Sid, who was very difficult to deal with, it wasn't hard for them to to fire him. But they they didn't fire Arn Anderson, who had just as much involvement in in the situation as Sid. But I guess because he took the worst of it, they kept they they, they yeah. you know they 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 didn't fire him. I know that Ric Flair had a big say in that. That they kind of went to Flair, who I believe at the time was 
either on the booking committee or he had some influence in the booking committee at the time in 93. Um, and Flair was very adamant that, you know, Sid no longer be a part of the company. Now, this affected the booking plans for the company heading into Starcade because they had planned and I believe even advertised Sid and Vader for the title at Starcade in nineteen ninety three. And they would eventually have to pivot to Sid to Flair and Vader. And then that's when they put Flair's career on the line at that Starcade. It was like the ten year anniversary. It was held in Charlotte. It was like a last minute substitution kind of thing. They just kind of threw Flair in there with like three weeks notice. Uh, but they originally had prepared for Sid and Vader as the main attraction, the main event of that Starcade. They were both tag team partners as a part of that Masters of the Powerbomb team with Harley Race and Colonel Parker as the managers. So um, coming out of that, Arn didn't wrestle for quite some time. He was off television for a while. And then Sid wasn't in the wrestling business for quite some time. It was probably because of softball season two. But... Um, he would eventually make it make his way back to the WWF as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard in 95, heading into that WrestleMania. And then he wouldn't make it back to WCW till 1999. And I believe, um, I believe the story I've heard was before he was hired back, Bischoff went to Arn Anderson to discuss that with him. And I believe they set up a meeting between the two of them to just kind of talk and air their differences. So... Um, the most obvious one, of course, being the most glaring one, one that's very well deserved. Sid stabbing Arn Anderson, being fired yeah, from WCW. Yeah. yeah, that that's that. That's, I would have started with something else, but I I agree with with the. This is definitely one of, one of the most infamous firings. Yes. Here's another one that's very obvious, and it's more recent within the last five or six years was when the WWE fired Hulk Hogan over the uh, the the leaked uh, audio from the sex tape. Yeah. With the racist remarks, uh, you know, give me your thoughts on that. What did you What did you think about What did you think about that firing, and and how that all played out? I just can't out? believe he's still in the company. And yeah, that um, especially in these times and Black Lives Matters and all the other stuff that uh, that um, yeah, that was discriminating evidence, big time. Oh yeah, like like there's no yeah he obviously that that uh that uh. He, he had to get, he just had to get fired. It wasn't like, like, should he get fired? Whatever. He had to get fired. That, that, um, and, uh, and like I said, I'm just really shell shocked in this day and age that he got his job, his job back. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was obvious it had to be done. To the best of my recollection, from what I remember, he informed them of what was going on because Gawker, the media, the online media company yeah. had footage of the sex tape and they were using it to, to extort him. Um, and then he eventually would sue them he and, and he won. Yeah. He won a huge, he won a huge settlement. He's not getting all of it. I mean, it was 130, $140 million. I think it maybe got like 40 million of it. Um, they had to file for bankruptcy, the whole nine. Uh, but yeah, no, it was clearly obvious uh, with the, with the racist remarks he was making regarding his daughter dating a black guy. And how he felt very um, upset about the things that she was doing. And he had used the N-word on a number of occasions in that tape. And I'll be honest with you, I was disappointed as a Hulk Hogan fan. 
Um, yeah, you're, you're not a fan. You're a super fan. Yeah, I'm a Hulkamaniac. I mean, and I always will be, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that like you know he made a mistake and and you know most people will look at that as like oh well if he said that he's always been a racist. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think but, Bad News Brown might might think differently. But I also think too that it there's there's some there is some truth to that statement. That, that, that I don't blame people for, you know, especially people of African, you know, the, uh, people of color who feel that way about him. I, 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 I don't I don't blame them whatsoever. Um, it's just disappointing because he he he's he's he stood for, you know, morals and good values as a character. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. growing up as a kid, you know, I wanted to train, say my prayers and eat my vitamins and be just like Hulk Hogan. You know, most people wanted to be like, you know, professional athletes or. Uh, movie stars or whatever, you know, I wanted to be like Hulk Hogan, you know, I wanted to have big muscles and, you know, you know, body slam giants yep. and do all this other stuff, you know? So, um, to hear him say those things on that tape, it was appalling. It was disgusting. I don't condone it. I've never condoned it. However, I will say, I think there's room for growth as human beings. And I think there's room for forgiveness um, I think also too, he was in a period of his, of his life where he was not making the best choices either. You know, he was getting a divorce. His wife was taking him to the cleaners. She was, she was cleaning him out with all his money. Uh, you know, that his, his son got in a car accident that paralyzed that kid yeah. and his son went whatever to jail. Happened, whatever happened in that case? Did, did he ever go to jail? The kid did. Yeah. Yeah, his son, right? Yeah, his son, his son went to jail. I want to say he was in jail for up to a year. Okay. I want to say he was in jail for up to a year, but um, yeah, Hogan, uh, Hogan, uh, you know, he was dealing with that, and his life was falling apart, and so you know, he had made some poor choices. He had sex with Bubba the Love Sponge wife, and they filmed it. Now, I don't necessarily believe that he didn't know he was filmed. I'll be honest with you there. I don't believe that. Um. I think he knew he was filmed. I just think he made a poor choice. But I think because the tape leaked, yeah. that's the defense he had to play in order to, you know, to 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 get his, you know, to get his money back. But at the same time, there are people that are close to Hulk Hogan that have said that they truly believe he didn't know it either. Like for instance, Eric Bischoff, who was never a big fan of Bubba the Love Sponge to begin with. Bubba the Love Sponge, for those of you that radio, aren't right? radio, yep, local radio. Uh, he was like the Howard Stern of Florida, you know. Uh, and he was Hogan's one of Hogan's best friends, but Hogan was also making some poor choices, you know, hanging out with him. Um, so yeah, Hogan would have, you know, he'd worked for WWE, had returned in 2014. He was in like more of like a public relations role. They brought him on TV a few times. He hosted a WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, he had to let them know that this tape was coming out, and they they ended up letting him go. And it was a huge scandal where he was not involved with the company for at least another three or four years uh and you know they they finally brought him back he had apologized to the roster although some people say that that wasn't the most genuine apology i know that he had some private conversations with people like mark henry and the new day and other wrestlers of color um because his apology wasn't very genuine but it was obviously a justified firing by the company they had to do it um, and you know the ramifications of his actions are present today. I mean, you watched WrestleMania with us, yeah. In his hometown of Tampa, Florida, they were booing him, probably because of what he, what he, what he said on those tapes. 
You know? Yeah. If you think about it. I mean, you also could have been, came out of a pirate, but. Well, the, but the first night, though, they were booing him like crazy. Really? I didn't yeah. notice that. See, the first night they were booing him. Every time he talked, they were booing him. And then the second night they caught on and was like, they, they, they dubbed in the audio of the crowd cheering every time he said something. But I've seen videos of people on Facebook, you know, people posted on, on Facebook that were in attendance at WrestleMania that, you know, that played it. And even with Hogan in the pirate gear, they were, they were still booing him. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the more obvious firings. Um, let's go into one that, uh, let's go into, here's, here's a, here's a controversial one. One that I don't necessarily know all. I don't, I know some of the facts, I don't know if this is all true or not, but Arn Anderson worked for WWE in a backstage role and was let go from the company in 2019. And the rumor is is that he was let go because he was an agent that was in charge on a house show loop and he allowed Alicia Fox to wrestle drunk at a house show. Is that right? Yeah. Now, I thought it was, um, maybe, it was, maybe it wasn't Arn Anderson. I know it's one of the bookers got fired because they allowed... Um, Someone used a banned move, and of course, then someone got hurt, and they were like, "I don't know that that could be yeah. that, that could have been something, but I don't remember." Um, I just know that the Arn Anderson story was an interesting one. Um, he's not spoken up about it publicly because, um, you know, he had a he had to sign an agreement when he was let go yeah. that you know you can't write a book about this, you can't you know otherwise we'll sue, you can't talk about this publicly. Um, but I know that he had had some differences with, with management, with creative about, you know, his role, his job and performing his job, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's another one that to me, don't know all the facts behind it, but, um, to let someone wrestle drunk at a house show. I mean, if that were true, like that, you, you would think that, you know, they'd have to. They, they, they'd have to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in this day, maybe he was thinking like, hey man, we, we were fucking snort coke and fucking smoke weed and drink beers before our matches. What the fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those guys used to do that shit yeah. all the time. Um, so I got a couple questions for you. We'll take a little bit of a break here uh, in between some of these guys. Um, what are some of the more infamous firings in wrestling history that surprised you? That you were just like, whoa. And it just like took you back. Like you, Good you... question. Um, so, my mind plays tricks on me a little bit. Oh, no, no, it's a, a more recent one. Were the, um, so, so here's AJ Styles and Undertaker during their, um, what you've got, the, the Boneyard, Boneyard match. match at WrestleMania. And here, here comes the Good Brothers and, and the Gals and Anderson. Gals and Anderson. They're doing, they're, you know, they're helping out AJ. That Monday, that, that 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 Monday afterwards, good luck with all your future endeavors. No, they waited uh, about a week or so. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was like that. It was about a week, yeah. But that, 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 yeah, it looked like the Good Brothers were gonna get this big push. They, they won the earlier that year. They won the, the tag Mexican, titles. The, that uh, that that tag tournament. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, tag team. Yeah, yeah, the they, Saudi they Arabia push, tag they, team. Like, rock ship to the moon, and all of a sudden, well, guys, good luck. Yeah, that was crazy. That one, that one took me aback because they were in the they were in the cinematic match with Undertaker and Styles at WrestleMania, and it appeared that you know they were doing some stuff with them and AJ as a part of the OC. Yeah, you know, 
That one definitely surprised me. And, and you're, you're backed by one of the biggest comp- uh, the, the one of the the, the big the, the bigger company guys, uh, AJ and and AJ when they got fired, AJ fucking lost it. Like, yeah. Like like like, like till this day, uh, like 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 Paul Heyman. He played Paul Heyman. So all right. So let me. Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up because there's there's. All right. They blame Paul Heyman, okay, for the firing, right? Now, I don't necessarily think that's entirely true. And here's why, okay? So AJ's told the story about how he kind of had an idea it might have been Heyman, okay? Even Gals and Anderson have kind of said the same thing, that it might have been Heyman. But AJ, and I guess he went to Heyman about it, and Heyman said, "No, I, I, I never, I never suggested that they, you know, that they be on the list of cuts, etc." Because I guess there was a conversation that Heyman had had with Vince. Um, but then Styles, one day, he was so mad about it that he went to Vince and he had said, "What the heck." We were doing stuff. Why, you know, we had a good thing going as a group. Why, why fire my buddies? And Vince immediately threw Paul Heyman, according to AJ. This is according to AJ Styles. Yeah. In an interview he did, Vince immediately threw Paul Heyman under the bus and said, oh, it was Paul's idea. Which to me, I was like, Vince McMahon has never had a reputation of Passing the buck. He's always taken ownership and responsibility of decisions that he's made publicly. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like, he owned the screw job, you know, with Brett. He owned it. Yep, that was my idea. It was my decision. To the point where he made Sean lie about it, even though Sean claimed he didn't have involvement in it at first. You know, he made Sean lie about it so that he could take the heat. He's never had a problem taking the heat with with people that he's fired, people that he's hired, creative decisions, anything like that. Why all of a sudden now you throwing Paul Heyman under the bus and telling AJ Styles, one of your top performers, that it was Paul Heyman's idea to let him let these guys go? I don't know. To me, I just feel like to me, I feel like either Vince is at the point in his life as as the boss where he just doesn't want to deal with any of the drama anymore and he just kind of passed the buck, or he's got some issues with Paul Heyman. Now, it was during that time period last year where Paul Heyman was the executive director of Monday Night Raw. He oversaw all the creative writing. And Paul was using those guys. Paul was the one that came up with the idea. The rumor is Paul Heyman was the one that came up with the idea to put those two back with AJ to make them you know, a unit. AJ, I think even request. I think AJ even requested it when he re-signed his deal with WWE. You know, he, he said, "I want to work with these guys. You know, I want them to be a part of what I'm doing." And I think Paul helped throughout that process as well and had a hand in that. So, why would Paul Heyman suggest to Vince? Oh yeah, cut these two guys. I just, I, I, I find something wrong with it. I find, the, I, I find a hole in that theory. And the only reason why I find a hole in that theory is because Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman for years have butted heads. Yeah. Paul Heyman left WWE in 2006 because 
of his issues with Vince McMahon creatively over that relaunch of ECW. Do you remember all that? It was terrible, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. So, what do you think about that whole scenario there where Vince kind of put it on Paul Heyman? I think there was a lot of half-truths to to, uh, to I think what AJ says, uh, I believe AJ's word to the T, and I really do. Okay. That that. However, I think there's half truths in here. Like like you're telling me, okay, and my rebuttal if I'm if I'm AJ Styles, right? My rebuttal would be like, you don't know who's getting let go. You you to get the final say before HR does the proper paperwork yeah. and whatever. You're the boss. You're the boss. Yeah. You could have said, no way, man. That 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 uh, that that um that um. And the greasiest part about it, the Good Brothers were going to leave. AJ had a convincing mistake. That's why he felt so bad about it, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, the, in, when AEW was forming, they almost went to AEW yeah, they were because they leave. weren't being used. And AJ convinced them to stay so that they could work with yeah. him. Yeah. And you can tell they were getting jobbed out. They, they lost like a fucking handicap match, you know? Yeah. If, if you're a tag team and you lose a handicap match, that means you're done. Yeah, it's not promising. Yeah, so that being said, they were they were checked out. They were ready to go, and and AJ goes, "No, man." Apparently, he went to Vince. He goes, "He goes, these guys are gonna go." And then Vince goes, "All right, convince them to stay. I'll give them give them whatever." He goes, "All right, let's do it." You know, that's why AJ was so fucking mad. I I also think too that the reason why that a big reason why they stayed and the big reason why Vince wanted to resign them was because of their history with all the big key players over yeah. AEW, Omega, Young Bucks, you know, now we're watching it currently. It's a Bullet Club reunion yeah, over really there. Is. They're all yeah. together, you know, hey, too sweet, you know, yeah. the whole nine. So, um, I think you're right in the sense that there are some half-truths. Yeah, that's what I was going to get at with the half-truths, yeah. right? All right, so yeah, continue. That's what I was getting at. That, that, uh, so, so, so Vince did all this stuff, the, 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 all this concessions to make it AJ happy. So now, you know, they're probably all, all the higher up to go, all right, pandemic, we're, we're hemorrhaging money, we got to let some guys go. All right, you, who do you want gone? I want uh, fucking Emma gone. All right, she's gone. All right, you, who do you want gone? I want so-and-so gone. All right, I want, uh, I call him Fake Maverick. Fake Maverick gone. And, 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 uh, all right, all right, Paul, who, who we let it go? Uh, we're not doing anything with the Good Brothers. Let him go. All right, Good Brothers gone. Uh, I think that's. So you th- you think that scenario that he he did suggest it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Right. I don't think it was malicious and heinous. I yeah. just think you he saw they they, they probably looked went down the roster. Who are we using? Who are we pushing? Da, 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 da. So let's and, look at that list here and, for a minute, okay? The guy that was, that was like, "All right, we're not using them." Let's Fuck look it. at that list. All right, you mentioned the Good Brothers. Yep. They're no, they, they were this. These were the pandemic cuts last yep. year in 2020, right in the height of the pandemic during quarantine. These guys got cut. So Anderson and Gallows, Kurt Angle was let go, and he yep. was a producer backstage. He was also let go from. Did he have a WrestleMania match against uh, who's he watched it? Uh... Baron Corbin. Uh, Corbin. That was the year before. Okay. Yeah. Um, Heath Slater, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Hurricane Helms, Rusev, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Eric Rowan, Epico and Primo, The Colognes, Aiden English, Leo Rush, No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Referee Mike Chioda, EC3, Mike and Maria Canellis, Lance Storm, Mike Rotundo, Finley, Sarah Stock, Pat Buck, Davari, and Scott Armstrong were all a part of those cuts yeah. that were made 
by WWE post-pandemic um, or during the height of the pandemic. Hurricane would eventually come back. Drake Maverick. Um, it was his fake. Problem. All right, so let's talk about that for a minute here, okay? So Drake Maverick takes his firing. It He, he posts a heartfelt, teary-eyed message about how it was his dream and his dream is no longer possible and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the internet took that and it went viral to the point where it was catching on and WWE would eventually re-sign him, but to a reduced lower contract. And he's now solely in NXT, um, which he's really not doing a whole lot right now anyways. He's of um, Killian Dane. Yeah, tag team with Killian Dane, kind of doing like an odd couple sort of thing. Um, All right, so talk to me about why you don't like that. So what, 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 what about his what about his firing and his rehiring and that whole process that you didn't like? Okay, so so for one, I don't think it was authentic. I thought I actually think, you thought he faked it. I, yeah, absolutely. I, and I don't even think maybe maybe this is going too far, but I don't even think his 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 firing. I, I think it was all, all an angle. You think I, the I whole thing was an I, angle. The whole thing was put, a work. Put the tinfoil hat on my head. I think it was all, uh, the whole thing was an angle. With all the list of those names that I had just mentioned in there that were a part of that, they decided, oh, we're going to announce that we're firing him, but it's just going to be an angle? That, that I don't, I, I, I think they wanted a feel good story where we're like, but here's the thing, and also here's the thing too. Yeah, he's still crying with all his eyes out and all that stuff. You tell me there's other people that didn't react the same way, you know? Other than like Rusev and, and like uh, Zack Ryder. Those guys are just like, let me go. Yeah. Uh, I, I have buddies. and, uh, and I think Rusev and asked for his release at one yeah, point before that, that, this, uh, yeah. So, so a lot of these people wanted to go. They were doing some of these people favors. That, that, uh, but, but like these other people, right? You tell me they didn't act the same way, whatever. And like, they, and they, and they, and they we, okay, you, like, like, for a second, can we just be in the regular world for a second, right? That uh, all right, Dave, Dave Rosenbluth, you get yeah, the, 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 you get call, called in in your HR, and they're like, Dave, I'm sorry, we got we got to do cutbacks, and we're letting you go. You're crying, you're telling, you're you're talking about your new car payments and your mortgage payments, and you're gonna sink me. I'm gonna be on the streets, you know. Me and my wife are gonna be beggars or whatever, you know. You're doing this heartbreaking stuff. You know what they're gonna say? Fuck you. Good luck. You know what I mean? That 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 uh that's just how that's it works. That's the real world, yeah. So, so you're telling me now this promo happens or whatever it was that uh, happens, he's crying his eyes out, shuts off. You know, at the time when I first saw it, my heart broke broken for the guy. Then when they rehired him, I'm like, that's not how the real world works. This is all fucked. And no one can convince me that's not fucked. That 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 uh, that that uh, you're telling me a corporate entity in, in fucking the WWE that 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 that, that, that all, all these rules and backlashes like you could get you could get laid off today right you know you can't get rehired for such and such time because you got laid off there's rules labor rules and all those other shit you know what I mean that that uh, your because your position gets liquidated you know what I mean yeah so I, I get it I get it I mean. I don't know. I, 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 it was just way too fishy for me. Your argument is strong. I'll give you that. And 
I have a tendency to kind of go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole myself from time to time when it comes to stuff. A fake Maverick of... is that, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I double circle in red. That 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 that, that no. So out of all those names, you know, the Good Brothers surprised you. Yeah. The Drake Maverick one really bothered you. Yeah. Um, where you thought that the, you know, ones his, that the hiring was fake. They, actually, you know, you know what really shocked me because she did such good work with like the. Like the back, people understand like the face of the woman's revolution. Yeah, you got the Charlotte, you got you got you got the Sasha, you got the the Becky, everyone, you know, Paige, you know, everyone gets it right. But the spine of it was Sarah Stock. She she she, she that uh that the, the Archie and I was like Sarah Sarah Del Rey. The Sarah Del Rey, Sarah Stock were like the trainers. I was getting these girls that didn't know how how to fucking wrestle. Yeah, Stock worked in TNA. Yeah. She was um she was one of the females, part of the LAX group. Yeah, Serena yeah. or something. Yeah, Selena, Serena, yeah. something like that. Yeah, Serena, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, but her and Sarah Del Rey, they were like the trainers. So like the girl, that that it, 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 it hit me like a sack of potatoes. It was Sarah Del Rey that, that was that she's still she's still with the company. Yeah, she, yeah. she was like the, the head trainer. But she, yeah, but like but like the but like her assistant was Sarah Stock. Yeah, I was shocked by that one. Like that that the, them two did great work. If you think about it, though, like it. It was necessary at the time because that performance center was being used to tape TV. Because, That's actually a damn good point. So where are you going to do with all these people? Like you yeah. had these recruits that were getting paid for quite some time, and the trainers were getting paid for quite some time, and they were not using the facility no, because it was getting paid, that. you know, for television. Point. And then, you know, eventually they would rent out another warehouse to train some of these guys, yeah. you know, and then, then they they go back. Like now, it's currently still being used for NXT. It's called the Capital Wrestling Center now. But um, out of any of these names that I had mentioned, who would you, aside from the Good Brothers, yeah. who would you have... Actually, no, before I even asked that question, you mentioned Rusev earlier, okay? But he wanted to go. He wanted to go. But listen to this. And I had read this months after the fact. Which may support... AJ Styles claims regarding Paul Heyman's involvement in the Good Brothers firing because Paul Heyman has been known to not exactly tell the truth. Um, That's the thing, too, yeah. How can you believe Paul Heyman's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, I take that into account, too. I think, like you said, some half-truths in a lot of that. But Rusev makes it a point in an interview a number of months following that to mention that... um, he was promised a big spot at WrestleMania that year because of his work in the storyline with Bobby Lashley and Lana. And that spot was promised to him by Paul Heyman. He claims he was supposed to be in a championship match, either the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship, yeah. because of his role as you know the scorned husband when Lana left him for Bobby Lashley, and he's claiming that all came from Paul Heyman, which doesn't surprise me because I I also had gathered in that same interview that he was not thrilled to be in the position he was in with the Lana storyline and Bobby Lashley, that he didn't like doing it. And Paul Heyman kind of had to talk him off the ledge a little bit and say, this will get you an opportunity at WrestleMania if you if you really put your heart and soul into it for, for a championship yeah. opportunity. And according to Rusev, that was what was, was stated to him by Paul Heyman. So, like you said, 
think there's some half truths there. You had to kind of mention that, take that into account. Um, so with that being said, out of all the names that I had mentioned here, if you need me to repeat them, I will. Who would you have kept? In, in the perfect world, of course, is Rusev. Okay. But he, but he was checked out and he wanted to go. If Rusev was committed to my to my company, mm-hmm. it would definitely be Rusev. No okay. See, I would have kept the Good Brothers. I would have kept Rusev. I would have kept Drake Maverick. I would have kept EC3. They didn't, they weren't doing anything with that. I know, but like, there's potential there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I felt is he like even back in Impact. Is he doing anything? He's done some stuff in Impact. I know he's been doing some stuff in Ring of Honor. Okay. So he's just kind of been bouncing around. Everyone expected him to go to AEW right off the rip. He hasn't shown up there once. No. So I don't know if it's a matter of like he's just biding his time. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But um, all right. Let's let me ask you another question. Um, in wrestling history. You, I mentioned firings that surprised you. What was the toughest wrestling firing slash release that affected you personally? Where you were like, man, they fired this guy. This sucks. Ooh, that's another great question. Um, great question. Um, so I know when... This was like a suspension, but like when Roger Bay and Dam got suspended, that hurt me a big time. That uh, I was I, I always loved him for his, w, his ECW stuff, and mm-hmm. then, then he got pulled over for the weed stuff and all his titles. Were, Still kept his job. Yeah, he kept his job. I'm just saying, no, he never he never recovered from that. Yeah, but uh, but like firing, like 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 when I was like, damn, oh, uh, I wasn't always the biggest fan of him, but the the Jeff Hardy firing that that um. That that um I I thought what he was doing was like CM Punk and stuff like that. But then that then of the course then he did the drugs and that that firing that that uh, that kind of, kind of made me sad that uh we were kind of so abrupt and 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 I don't even think he recovered from that either. That that the, the, the um uh, from that I don't know. Yeah, so were you talking about when he was? We came, the- we came back to W. What well, that uh. Like his first stint, that 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 uh, uh, when he got he got arrested for drugs. Yeah, it was at, so I it was I believe he was fired. Was it before that? So to the best of my recollection, he you talking about the stuff he was doing with Punk, and then he got arrested yeah. after. Yeah, I I want to say he he let his contract expire. Did he? Okay. And then he and then he got arrested, and you know they didn't resign him and. He got lucky. It sounded like he could have got like yeah. federal um, prison time. Any anyone else in particular that um, was just like like man, this really sucks. Um, I'm just trying to think like uh, where you were like a fan of theirs and you were like what? And see, I never really, I never uh, um, like I liked Emma, but, but like she was kind of Emma was kind of shocking actually though in a way. So, so here I'm talking go. about toughness, though. Like you're, you're just though. like you're bummed out. But that, that uh, so Emma, Emma, who, who I always saw was had potential. Here she is on a pay per view wrestling Oscar, that that that, that uh, yep. and, and then she gets fired after the after the pay per view. Yeah, she wasn't around long, much that, longer that, uh, after that. I was like, I think it was literally right after the pay per view. They they said we don't need your services anymore. Really? I was like okay, later. Interesting. Yeah, okay. deuces. And then, or after the Raw, or but anyway, the. Um, um, I don't know. I just can't think of that one uh, one firing where I'm just like, 
I'm like, WWE, go fuck yourself. Or or another promotion, go fuck yourself. Really? Then, then I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Okay. All right. Let's move on to another infamous firing in wrestling history. Um, let me go through my list here. See who else we got. All right. Here's one. Okay. Scott Hall and Kurt Henning fired from WWE following the plane ride from hell. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story about the plane ride from yeah, hell? Of course, of course, yeah. Okay. So for those of you out there listening, the plane ride from hell took place when they, uh, WWE had an overseas tour in uh, the UK and uh, they chartered a flight back and pretty much everything of everything took place on that flight. Um, Ric Flair, half naked, dancing down the aisle with just his robe. Like, did he um, flash one of the attendants? He, fla- he flashed. How did he not get fired? He didn't get fired, but they sued him, and he can't, you know, there's a gag order. They can't, they, they settled, but can't talk about it. Um, but yeah, I know. He didn't get fired for that. Um, Michael Hayes was so drunk that he thought he was in the bathroom, but it turns out he almost peed on Linda McMahon, who was on the flight sitting in the chair oh, nice. in the seat. Um, that was also the same flight where Bradshaw knocked him out and then X Pac cut his ponytail off and put it in the Ziploc bag. Uh, what else happened on that flight? Um, what else happened on that flight? Oh, so Scott Hall was, was intoxicated, which, you know, that was old news at that time. But Kurt Henning also was fired from that plane ride after he was involved in a physical altercation with Brock Lesnar on the plane. When you first read it, you thought you were actually had a fight. But then they both were having like a friendly competition. It was a friend. It was like a, it was like so, a little takedown tournament. But they got too close to the cabin pressure door with the switch. Yeah. Now you're up thirty five thousand feet in the air. There's no way that door is going to open with with those two guys, you know, running up against it. But, um, yeah, it was a thing where you know they're, they're both Minnesota guys. They yeah. were friends, and it was just you know, oh, I could take you. No, I could take you. If you've had a few drinks, bing, bang, boom, you start wrestling around. Um. And then Scott Hall was just, you know, being Scott Hall at the time. Now, ironically enough, I didn't know this took place. So here's let me kind of circle this back here, reference the timeline. Because so that took place in May of 2002. I went to a Monday Night Raw in Hartford in May of 2002 and witnessed Kurt Henning and Scott Hall's last matches with WWE. They had just gotten back from that plane ride like the day before. And then they did TV the next day. And not realizing it that Scott Hall and and um, Kurt Henning, I went home and there was a thing on WWE.com. The, the Kurt Henning and Scott Hall, literally after Raw aired, uh, have been released from WWE. We wish them well in the best of their future endeavors. Go to the head. I'm just curious. What, what, what were their last match? Were, that, were they both wrestling that night? They both wrestled that night. So Kurt Henning wrestled a match on Sunday Night Heat against Matt Hardy. Okay. All right. And then. Did he win? I don't remember. Okay. And then on, because they used to tape Sunday Night Heat before Raw. Then on Raw, the main event was, this was when they, this was the the early days of the brand split. So we're talking like a few days in. And this was also the first show where they were, the company changed its name from WWF to WWE. So the main event was, Scott Hall, X-Pac, and the Big Show from the NWO taking on Stone Cold, Bradshaw, 
and Ric Flair, who was the general manager oh, of Monday Night scary. Raw. So that was when Ric Flair had turned on Austin and kind of sided with the NWO. He was kind of like their, you know, like the NWO, yeah. like he had the NWO in his back pocket or the NWO had him in their back pocket. That didn't last very long. That was like a three week thing. And then they realized, what are we doing putting Flair with the NWO? This is stupid. So both the both stories I've heard was Scott Hall, um, you know, working the schedule he was working, still having his issues. Just it wasn't working out. He wasn't the Scott Hall of old. And Henning, um, I think uh, it was a combination of he wasn't the performer he once was. And I think he wanted to be more involved in the company. And I think it was kind of a mutual thing between Henning and so people say that, oh, well, him and Brock fought on the plane. They fired him after that. Well, why didn't they fire Brock? Yeah. You know, I've heard the, the story I've heard was, was that he just, him and the company kind of agreed like, hey, you know what? This ain't working. Like, let's just kind of go our separate ways. And that was the end of that. But uh, what are your thoughts on the plane ride from hell? Yeah, pretty funny stuff. You hear all the stories. Such yeah. As, uh, yeah, like Xbox cutting um, Michael, Michael Hayes' hair. He put it in a Ziploc bag and taped it to the fucking wall in the locker room. That is hilarious. Yeah, I'm surprised they kick his. I think even at, even at his old age, I bet you Michael Hayes could probably take X Pac. Don't you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That took some gold. Uh, that took some gold. And, uh, of course, uh, that uh, anyway. They yeah, he t- taking shits and stables bag and stuff like that. He had some guts, uh, X Pac. Yeah. That event, yeah, but uh, it, it was, I know we're missing some stuff too, but uh, from that plane ride. Yeah, and, uh, I remember just incredible. Just, I, I can't believe Justin Credible was actually on that plane. But yeah, he did it. I listened to a shooting interview with him, and he was telling me, and, and, he, and he was saying all like, like all, all this stuff, like 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 all those, even like the stuff that's that's so famous. It was like kind of crazy. It's like wow, that was the plane right from hell. But uh, oh yeah, I mean all. I think he even said something. I, I remember watching a shooting interview with him once where he had said that. He had to fucking cart Scott Hall around in a wheelchair when they arrived at JFK because he was so fucked up. And Is like, it just incredible now? Yeah, and yeah. like everyone that got off that plane was fucking intoxicated, yeah. like with the exception of like Vince. Like everyone just was hammered. Um, yeah, so uh, that that's probably one of the more infamous. In fact, I think Dark Side of the Ring is going to do a, uh, a piece on the, on, awesome. on the plane ride from hell. Maybe I should have waited to do this podcast. Nah, fuck it, whatever. Um, all right, let's go into another infamous firing. One firing. Oh, here's one that's that's pretty good. Um, Dusty Rhodes was fired from 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 the NWA WCW in 1989 after he had written after he written a story that transpired on television where the Road Warriors stabbed him in the eye with their spike. Do you remember that? No, you don't remember that. No. So this was like WWE. I know he got fired, of course, then he went to WWE. <clears throat> yep, he got fired, went to WWF. Yep, yep, did the polka dots the whole yep. night. But it was because Turner didn't allow blood on their programming, and he went and did it anyways. And they they were looking to get rid of him. And then he came to WWF, and that was when he was just a performer and did the polka dots and had sweet that fire, baby. That's a sweet, sweet that fire. I can't find my sweet that fire anywhere, baby. Dusty Rhodes. Talk to me about. So you don't remember that? I really don't. No. Okay, all right. I, th- I think I vaguely heard of heard of it, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, I I can't really add to the story at all. 
Well, the weird thing is, is that like, so he was fired as the booker. Okay. He was fired as the booker. And he still stayed on as a performer. But then he, he, he left the company. and Or did he leave? No, I think they fired him as a performer too as well. Yeah. So he was fired as the booker. But still managed to keep his job as a talent. And then not too long after that. they I think they like ran out the story with him and the Road Warriors. And then he was done. And, and, and then uh, went to WWF. Um, but yeah. Just because Turner didn't like blood and he stabbed himself in the eye trying to make the Road Warriors into heels, but it didn't really work out because I think they ended up turning back babyface yeah, anyways. You can't, you the can't pe- make the Road Warriors uh, heel. There's no way in hell that, that, that uh, other than using like racial slurs that they, they're going to yeah. get food. All right, so we got two more and then we're going to close it out uh, this week here. Um, one guy who's been fired... Three times from the WWF uh, in a five-year span. Can you take a guess? I'm trying to think. Three years in a five. Three three times in a five-year span. Three years in a five. So you three times gotta, in a five-year span. So this guy's got to be like over like <laughs> Rover. And three years, five years. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna kick myself, but uh, say it. No, no, I'm saying what I can't. I'm getting stumped right now. But when you say, I'm probably gonna kick myself. Um, all right, so guy gets fired. Gotta be popular. He may have ended a WrestleMania. If you need a clue. Main event WrestleMania. Um, all right. Uh, know what? I'm just gonna have to give up. It. Uh, give it to me. Ultimate Warrior. Oh, of course. Come on now. I was waiting for the Ultimate Warrior. Fire, okay. Right? Right. Yeah, we Which one? The, There's three of them. What the, uh, really? Uh, or the, uh, I told the you, most, fired three times in a five-year true. span. That's true. That the, the, most infamous, the most infamous one, of course, was the uh, SummerSlam incident. Yep, that was the first one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then he got rehired? What did he get rehired? I know, I know of course, the, the, um, the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, of course, Triple H squash at... at uh, WrestleMania. What did, what did he get fired for that one? So, all right. So, in 91, he got yeah. fired because he he demanded more money from Vince right before the match at SummerSlam with him and Hogan in the tag match against Slaughter and his crew. And yeah, Vince, Vin, he held Vince up. Vince yeah, said, all right, I'll pay you. He wrote him a check, and then once yeah. he came through the curtain, he fucking fired him. Because he said, I'm not going to go out there unless you, you, know, you give me my money. So, all right. Gives him more money. Fires him. And I think even Vince said too in the Ultimate Warrior DVD that like he took great pleasure in firing him that night because of the way that he conducted himself. But anyhow, um, so he would return at WrestleMania eight in nineteen ninety two. If you remember that, oh right, okay. The, he helped Hogan when yeah. in the main event yeah. in one of the worst WrestleMania main events of all yeah. time, and he would stick around the company for a little while. And then he was let go. What was, was like his big match? He was fired from uh, that year. Yeah, he wrestled Savage at at, at SummerSlam in in Wembley. Really? Yeah, it was like babyface versus babyface. He did the angle with Papa Shango where he fucking threw up because Papa Shango put the yeah. curse on okay, him. Okay. We've done a watch along. Actually, not you and I, but we, I'm kicking on it too. We did a watch along of that oh, show, yeah. that episode of Superstars, which is currently not on Peacock right now, which is kind of fucked up. So if you're trying to watch that old show in the archives. 
with us. It's not on there. Hopefully Peacock gets their act together. Um, so yeah, then he was, so then in the fall of that year, he was scheduled to tag with Savage at Survivor Series against Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. And he failed a drug test. And so they fired him. Him and Davey Boy both failed drug tests. I remember that. Of course, yeah, the, the, okay. the whole drug scandal. Yep. So that was right at the height of like they were just starting the steroid that. trial. So then we cut fast forward to 1996, like you just mentioned. Yep. He returns to WrestleMania and he wrestles Hunter Hearst Townsley, Triple H, in a squash match. And he's with the company not too long after that, probably until I'd say the summertime. Do you remember the reason why they let him go I that third no time? Because he was no showing events. Really? Yeah, he no showed a bunch of shows. He was advertised to wrestle Vader, um, he uh, Gold that Dust. Been a great match. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I mean, like I mean, I take that back. It wouldn't be a great match, but it's it'd like, be a good attraction. Be, yeah, it'd that, be a good attraction. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, they're two both larger than life characters. That would have been a pretty good attraction. So Ultimate Warrior no showed a few of those those events, and they let him go. And he wasn't seen in wrestling until 98 when he yeah, made that it. appearance Oof. for WCW with Hogan. Oof, Oof. But yeah, 96. Do, do you remember how Do you remember how they fired him in 96? No idea. Okay, so he... So Warrior... So Warrior wasn't, like I said, he wasn't with the company for very long. WrestleMania, he debuted, returned, beat Triple H. Then he did a little something with Goldust, didn't last very long. Then he did something with Jerry Lawler, where him and Lawler had like a match at at a, at a King of the Ring, and then that same night he came out at the end of that King of the Ring show and he helped Shawn Michaels fight off Camp Cornette, and so then they set up a six man tag at the pay per view the next month: Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, and Ultimate Warrior to take on Camp Cornette, Owen Hart, British Bulldog, and Vader, and I think that's where they were going to set up Warrior and Vader as like a big yeah. special attraction. So Warrior No shows these live events, and they had already taped television with Warrior on TV. All right, for I think like a week or so, a couple weeks after that. So they had to let him go, but then they, but then like at the eleventh hour, right before television, they had to film a vignette where Gorilla Monsoon, who was the president of the WWF, announced that Warrior was on a suspension for for not not appearing at events, and he would have to pay an appearance bond fee in order to be reinstated into the WWF. And that same night on Raw, he's wrestling Owen Hart on TV, which was kind of ironic. But he obviously didn't pay no bond fee because he wasn't seen from again. So that's the only guy that I could say each and every time he got fired, he fucking deserved it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. he he definitely deserved it. He didn't get fired from WCW. He only had a short term contract with them. Okay, so he was, I was not worried about that. Like he just that was it though. He had the 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 worst promo in history, and then he had the wor- one of the worst matches in history. That was it, huh? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, that wasn't hard. That, what, what happened? The promo was in Hartford, right? Correct. I was at oh, that show. God bless you. Yeah, I was at that show. That was I worked that show backstage that day. I'm dying to know how did the fans react to that promo? Um. We'll they into it because, we'll, because, because we'll, he's we'll, back. We'll save that conversation right. for another day. Because okay. okay. I because I'd like to I'd like for us to watch that nitro, and I could tell you all kinds of oh, stories God. about we that have whole to watch day. That promo. We, I mean, no, no, I'm saying like 
Is that one day where you're going to tell me you're not going to make it to record no. the podcast? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just had the COVID shot like six months ago, and I can't come in to is. do a podcast today. Yeah, there you go. There's your excuse. There's your ace in the hole. But let's talk about the last one here. Probably the most impactful firing ever in wrestling history was when WCW fired Steve Austin. Yeah. What exactly did he fire for? They just didn't like his face? They weren't using him a whole lot, and he was injured. Okay. So that's right, of course. Yeah, because when um, when ECW had him, he was he was he, was, dude, he did promos. He was just cutting promos, yeah. right? Because he was hurt. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, but didn't he wrestle? He wrestled only like one or two matches in ECW. I want to say. Even, I don't even remember him. Wrestling I know he wrestled like Mikey Whipwreck. I think. Okay, and he lost. And I think he wrestled like Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman. It that's was crazy like to yeah, think like, that Mikey Whipwreck. Beat, beat, beat Steve Austin. Beat Steve Austin. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, if we knew what Steve Austin would eventually become, yeah. you know, then we'd be like, what the heck? No way. But, um, yeah, so, uh, all right, so before I get your thoughts on this firing, talk to me about your thoughts on Steve Austin in WCW. What would what, you think of Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin in I WCW? I liked him a lot. I yeah? really did. Okay. Then, uh, elaborate. Uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of uh, Ryan Pillman. Yep. So. So, so him and Brian Pillman and that tag team I liked. Um, Hollywood Blondes Hollywood right here. Blondes, yep, looking right. good. Action figure right here. That um and it, and him and Steamboat for for the U.S. title was were awesome stuff. Pretty good stuff, yeah. That, uh, but like when when he got fired, did anyone really care? You know what I mean? Like did anyone actually think that it's full of potential? Did anyone think that that could actually happen out of that guy? You know. Honestly, I don't know. I, I I was a fan of Stunning Steve. I liked his stuff in WCW, the Hollywood Blondes, Dangerous Alliance. Um, the stuff he did with Steamboat was great, you know. Um, but I think because the top of the main event was so crowded while he was there. I mean, you had Hogan, Flair, Sting, Savage, Luger. Um you know, the Vader. Yeah. List goes on and on. You know, you had, it was top heavy for a little while in WCW. That I don't, to me as a fan, I don't think people saw his potential um, in the main event because it was so top heavy. You know, like I don't think they could have pictured him in the main event. I know that he wrestled Savage a couple times on TV, like on Saturday night. Uh, WCW Saturday Night. He might have wrestled Sting a few times. Like I always wanted to see a Sting Stunning Steve uh, feud because I thought they would have good matches. Oh, um, yeah. And we never really got to see that. Um, I've always thought that Stunning Steve probably could. I, I, in hindsight, looking back on it, with the way that the the the, the infrastructure of management was run within WCW, he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. However, if somebody took a chance on him. And saw the potential in him at that time. I could see Steve Austin going from being like, let's say, a member of the Four Horsemen to kind of growing out of that to maybe eventually being like a upper top guy. Like he would be wrestling for the title, or maybe he might have a transitional run with the title, but he wouldn't be the tippy top guy in yeah. WCW. Whereas in the WWF, when he had, you know, he, think about it, he. He didn't really make waves until after the Austin 316 promo. 
you know, which we're approaching the 25 year anniversary of that, you know, coming up next month. Think about it. Like he was the ringmaster. Did you see any potential in him when he came to WWF early on? Yeah, we're particularly. Okay. So when did you start to notice Steve Austin? Um, so my hello, my, so I, I always thought like Stone Cold, like, like even after like kicking a ring and stuff like that, like I didn't view him as like the guy that's going to carry a company. Mm-hmm. Like my holy shit moment was, but I think this is like everybody. The, 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 when he finally stunned Vince. Really? Know, that's when I finally said, well, at least to me, that, that that's when I said, this guy's going to be the the biggest wrestler maybe in the history of wrestling. That, that That's when it hit me. That, that, that I, I mean, like, you're a science and whatever, you know. Like, even even against Salia Vega, like, 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 like his match against Salia Vega, you could... They're, they're, the Caribbean they're strap match. Yeah, there's like there's hints of like hit, and it's like it's mannerisms and stuff like that. Like he was going, he, he was destined for big time. Yeah, I I'll say the moment in WWF for me with him. I mean, like I said, I was always a stunning Steve fan, and I always felt like there could have been more with him. But like when he came to WWF and he was the ringmaster, and I was just like, eh, like this is like, eh, you know, I just didn't really, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't mind DiBiase as his manager, um, but like, it started to come to me in little moments. Like you mentioned, the Savio Vega match. When I heard how great the Caribbean strap match was, yeah. I managed to find a tape. A friend of mine bought, bought the pay-per-view and watched that match, and I was like, damn, this is really good. Like These two guys tore it up. Like It was a fun match. And then he kind of leveled off a little bit. Then they started putting him in there with Brett. Yeah. And, you know, I was just happy to see Brett back. Um, but I didn't really notice that he was like, that he was going to be a player until the Brian Pillman gun incident. At That's the, a good the, point. The gun angle at the house. No, you're when they right. did that shit on Raw with yeah. the gun, that was when I was like, oof. I was like, man, this is serious. But it felt uncomfortable at the same time, too, because. I couldn't tell if that was real or not. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, it just it continued to grow and to build. And then people started getting behind him. And then eventually he became a made guy in the match with Brett at WrestleMania. And, um, But to me, like, he didn't have an impact right away when he got fired from WCW. He was still kind of floundering. Like, it was almost to the point where, like... If he went back to WCW, I think he probably would have had a better chance at success... At that time. Yeah. Not saying that now, but at that time, if they had said, you know what, this ain't working out, go give Turner a call, maybe they'll, you know, and if they brought him back, he probably would have been a, a, a player, you know, because he had gotten some TV time in WWF. But it definitely is the most impactful firing in wrestling history because of what he became. It took a while, but if you think about it, it, it definitely made the strongest impact. What do you think? No, totally. Yeah. That, that uh, yeah, you got that, that um, that um, without let's just say let's just say too like WCW kept kept uh Steve and just kept him as whatever the U.S. champion, throw him get threw him with another guy, tag champ, whatever you know, yep. kept the mid Carter, right? Yeah. 
that uh, WWF never got 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 his hands on him. Who knows what the landscape of WWF would be today? You know. Well, if they got him earlier than they did. I'm saying this says say Stone Cold never goes oh, to okay. WWF. What what would the landscape look today of WWF? Who knows? That's a great question. That's a great question because I mean, I think just because the management for WCW was so poor that that there was they were never destined to for a longevity uh, to, to, to be. WWF, but like the product today, I don't, well, I don't. Who knows, right? Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I mean, you make a great. That's a great question. I mean, had WCW kept him, what would the WWF? What would wrestling look like? You know, would would, would, like would, no would have would it have blown up the way it did? You know, in the in the late nineties. I mean, that's that's a great point. Um, and we're gonna leave it there. Because uh, we're going to continue with part two. We got some other interesting firings that we're going to discuss um, on next week's show. And part two of your fire right here on Kicking Out of Two. Don't miss it next week. Take care, everyone.